Hello and thank you for listening to episode 278 of 60MW. I'm Dave and this is another of our interview shows. And in this one I get to chat with Ruben Pla, director of The Horror Crowd, which gets its worldwide premiere at Frightfest on Saturday the 29th of August at 3pm. Hopefully you've all got your online passes for Frightfest, as well as Grimfest too, because it's also showing there both great horror fueled festivals both of them online of course this year with everything that's happening so get your passes now while you can you can buy four passes or you can buy day passes you're always guaranteed some great horror action so before we begin let's have a little taste of the horror crowd some of us are just born with it I've always, as a filmmaker, been kind of drawn to the weird. We have a rich tradition of, of horror. I've been acting a long time. I never thought even for a second that I'll ever work in the film industry. My parents didn't know what to make of it. <laughs> they didn't know what to make of me. Biggest horror geeks and minds together in one room. These great salons where filmmakers would be. From A-listers to D-listers. You see in my pants. Because I'm thinking I'm about to be fucking James Bond. And... <laughs> cool community that keeps calling you back. The horror crowd helps each other out. Which is something very unique for that community. (laughs) You gotta have laughs, you gotta have humor. It's weird saying that when you try to kill people. I will say wacky shit. I didn't know, you know, any idiot can buy a video camera and make a movie. I'm like, I can be this idiot. We don't know what the afterlife has in store. And I think there's something that really attracts me to that. Hi, Ruben. Hey, Dave. How are you? Good. How are you, sir? I'm pretty good. Thanks. All the better for uh, having a little bit of time with you. Thank you. Oh, likewise. Likewise. I appreciate it. How is it now? You're just over a week away from the horror crowd having its, yeah, its world I know. premiere. I'm very excited about Fright Fest. Oh, yeah. This is a big deal. It's our world premiere mm-hmm. and uh, couldn't be a better place. I'm telling you right now. Seriously. Could not be a better place. It's a bit of a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because with everything that's ha- happening in the world, I mean, it'd be great. Oh. And and I'm sure this has been said to you so many times. This is what, you know, one of the perfect things to be shown with an audience because mm-hmm. that's the horror crowd. But on the opposite side, with it being digital, you've got potentially a bigger audience that can watch it too. True. It is geolocked to uh, UK and Northern Ireland. So it will be a pretty large audience uh, for Europe, um, obviously, people can come in from other countries in Europe or wherever to see it, unless, you know, unless they want to make a trip of it. Um, but you know, yes, it has its its issues being not a live audience. And this movie is most definitely uh, made for a live audience to see and yeah. laugh and cheer and and cry about. But uh, I think it, it'll be fine with with this. Uh, I think um, it has a lot of possibilities. This uh, online stream, definitely. Yeah. And talking about laughing and cheering, I mean, I've been privileged. I had an advanced screening of it. You look like you were having a great time while you were making it. I was, Dave. I was. <laughs> well, tell. obviously, I knew, like, pretty much 99% of these people, I knew them already uh, regularly. Uh, some had just met. But, um, yeah, they clearly felt comfortable with me because they knew me. And, you know, you can see the scenes where I'm on the sofa with them, my arm around them, we're yeah, tapping yeah. them, we're laughing together, high-fiving, you know. It, it, it wasn't like this stiff thing where like, they, oh, do I trust this interviewer? They just opened up. Mm-hmm. You know, they felt they could tell me, uh, as you saw in, in the movies, there's some revelations there. Some interesting things that come out, you know, Lynn Shea, Mike Mendez talks yeah. about The Hills Have Eyes being his first movie at age three. 
you know, and I'm like, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> so a lot of interesting things come out, funny things, you know, intimate things, scary things. It's, it's, it's a, it's a fun ride. I, I think so. Because you edited this as well, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I cut it. Yeah, yeah. What was it like? Yeah, the... I started out, I did two shorts before, and I just, you know, kind of, you know, working it out. And then, and then uh, not about the horror crime, just two other shorts, mm. uh, narratives. And then, uh, you know, taught myself to edit and the whole thing. And I thought, hey, I'm going to tackle this uh, feature now, and I'm definitely going to edit it and, you know, everything. So, yeah, pretty much. I love the way that you edited it as well, because you've got the different discussion topics. And rather than just stay on the same person and, and let them go all the way through the way that it intercuts between the different people and so you're constantly getting the different views about each topic i really enjoyed that i'm so glad you noticed that dave <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, de I definitely uh i definitely wanted to put uh make it a fast-paced thing i wanted it not to be you know i see a lot i see a lot of documentaries some, some are great obviously but some the pacing is just so like oh my god it drones on and mm -hmm. Can we please move on to the next subject or the next person? So I, as you just said, I, I intercut within segments, whether it's the Jump Cut Cafe and Horror Trivia, Women in Horror, you know, race relations. I wanted to intercut people and over, literally overlap them like yeah. this. And some of them are saying almost like, oh, my God, they, he just said a similar thing. We're talking about Alien, the movie, and they say, oh, I watched the movie like this with my shirt. <laughs> and oh, I watched my movie with my mother's. I mean, I had and that was not planned. These people are actually saying things similarly, and because uh, they're the horror crowd. Yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so yes, it was definitely intentional. What was it like in the editing room then for deciding what you were, what you were going to leave in, what were you going to leave out? That must have been a tough decision as well, because I bet you were told so many great stories. Too. Hey, Dave, I had the oh, whole, and I cut so much. I mean, to get it down ninety-two minutes. I'm, Almost 40 hours, Dave. Wow. I'm not kidding here. Almost 40 hours of footage, and I just started trimming, trimming. So what's important? Okay, the, the horror trivia has got to be in there. Okay, okay, there's stuff about, you know, women in horror. That's got to be there. Race relations, you know, Jump Cut Cafe, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. First horror movie, inspirations. Start putting those segments in my mind as I saw on the timeline. Okay, that's got to be, that's got to be. So, you know, start out with like a four-hour movie with those segments in mind. I go, got to trim this, got to trim this, use this and to cut this. Okay. That's what editing is. Yeah, yeah. obviously. How know. long did it take you to edit in total? I want to say a few months. You know, I mean, the, the whole thing was shot and cut in a year, mm -hmm. from shooting to editing to final. You know, my final. You know, cut uh, a, a year. Uh, oddly enough, uh, Hank Braxton, my uh, co-producer, when we first met about it, he said. It's gonna take you like three years to do this, you know. I said no. I said no, it's not. I said I'm gonna just go gun ho. And sure enough, I, you know, a year to the date that I started, it was pretty much done. Yeah. I like Hank. I've reviewed a couple of his films for our website. Ooh. Yeah, and I haven't, He's I haven't seen, um, I haven't seen Dragon Soldiers yet. I'm really looking forward to watching it. And you're in it too, aren't you? I, oh yeah, I'm in it. Oh, oh, I'm in it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean because oh, my ego. I'm saying it's a great role and it's a great part. And some incredible things happen to my character, Artie Cameron. Oh. Uh, yes, Hank is one of them. Hank is like literally one of my best friends, as is his wife Ariel Brockfeld, who's my producing partner in the horror crowd. And uh, who's in Dragon Soldier? She acts too. She acts and produces. So uh, yeah, Hank and I go way back. We met uh, at the Insidious rap party. Actually, I should not take that back. We met at a promo trailer shoot for Mike Mendes's Overkill, which is where I met James Wan, which led me to Insidious. But 
but Hank was at the promo trailer uh, shoot. So I met briefly there, but then we came really close, Ariel, he and I, at the Insidious rap party. And then from then on, you know, Halloween parties, each other's houses, you know, over and over again. You know. That's great. So, yeah. And another example. Know them well. Yeah, another example of the horror crowd, though, isn't it? That, was... that is almost like the epitome of the horror crowd example, the, the two of them and me and Mike, you know, but to say, we like each other so much mm. and get along and we love alien. We love Terminator. You know, I mean, you know, it's the, we love insidious. <laughs> it, it just, it, it, well, 10 years, it's going on a decade now that we're, we're friends and uh, no signs of stopping, you know? So yes. One of the things I loved about the horror crowd was you got a real palpable sense of the, of community of love uh, and how, despite popular perception sometimes horror horror people the fans the people that make it are quite same people really that they're, they're not these mad men and mad women that they're made out to be in the media i remember going back over here uh, you may be aware of the the video nasty scandal that we had in the 80s when all horror films were banned everything the whole censorship thing came down i remember going through that and horror fans they would they were just looked at as scum it was terrible wow. so this is is so good because it goes look just because of horror fans and make horror films it's we're normal people more or less well, <laughs> as i close as i close the film with those yeah. pretty much almost those very words you know and they're just like they're just like you and we cut the spooky damn walker we've got yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> that, that face is uh, incredible face and hair and everything and, and go mostly <laughs> almost i think i say uh yeah exactly right they have families they have friends they have lives and loves and you know they have passions mm -hmm. you know horror and so forth horror sci-fi fantasy but they're regular people they have kids you know gotta take them to school not all of them of course yeah. but yeah sure the regular people a lot of people don't know and, and that's why i have a segment in, in the horror crowd called stigma you know, it's about the stigma, how it was much more, you know, stigma about the horror uh, industry before, but it's starting to loosen up and obviously crossing over more mainstream, more mm -hmm. accepted. You got films, horror films getting nominated for Academy Awards. Yeah. I mean, are you kidding? That never would have happened 70s, 80s or whatever. Um, you know, I think the only thing I can remember that maybe was, you could similar thing is in Aliens when Sigourney Weaver got nominated for Best Actress, but that was just her, the film that get nominated. That, that was like an incredible achievement. I got a heart in the heart high sci-fi action mm. adventure horror film and the lead actress gets nominated unheard of yeah. unheard of but now it's like almost becoming commonplace it you is. know yeah and i think it, and if i can real quick i think it started around around i had to say it around insidious around 10 years ago when james Wan did insidious because that was a quality film quality actors i don't mean just because of me i mean lynn shane mm -hmm. patrick wilson rose Byrne, barbara hershey just across the board Tight, tight script by Lee Whannell. Very moody. The tone was set just right. The music by Mr. Joe Bashara. It just came together so beautifully. And then right after that, well, he, of course, exploded. Yeah. But right after that, uh, horror films started getting, the, you know, this notoriety and, and, and accepted and, like, mainstreamed. And, and, yes, back to your point, it's definitely more mainstream now. And it's yes. even, even big TV shows on streaming services like Netflix and Amazon, a lot of their most popular ones, horror-based. Absolutely. I mean, Walking Dead, classic example. I mean, yeah. I even talk about that in, in, in the film, and as does Ernest Dickerson, who directed Walking Dead, he talks about that that experience and, and how hard it was for him. He said it was very grueling physically uh, to shoot 
Walking Dead. And I can see that by looking at the show. I mean, the things you got to be doing. I mentioned the director was like following the camera around all that. So he talks about it, which is kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, Walking Dead, so many others. Uh, there's there's you know. loads, isn't there? How did, how did you go about, sure. obviously you've got contacts within the industry, but how did you mm -hmm. go about choosing who to put in into the documentary? Was there anybody that, that didn't make the final cut or anybody that you'd have liked it to It was literally... To? I'm sorry, go ahead, say it again. Was there anybody as well that you'd like to have talked to but maybe didn't have time with the schedule? Yeah, I mean, I have, they've got 38 people in that documentary, so I got I got plenty. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was, when I met Hank for that lunch, I thought, yeah, I'm thinking of doing this little documentary, and, you know, I don't know, shoot, interview some of people that we know, I'll just shoot it on my phone, mm. you know, whatever, to see what happens, and he goes, oh, I'll give you some cameras, uh, okay, we can shoot some of it in the studio I work in, okay, I got a sound and lighting kit, uh, and it just started exploding. So I started calling. I said, I called Mike first, Mike Mendez. Thought it'd be only appropriate since he was my gateway to yeah. the horror crowd. Called him and go, you want to do this? He goes, yeah. I got next person, next person. And as they all started saying, yes, 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 yes. They wanted to tell their story. They wanted to share with you, the audience out there, their passions, their lives, their loves, everything. So yeah, pretty much down the line, they all wanted to do it. Honestly, well, out of town and they couldn't. Then of yeah. course, you know, what are you going to do? But yeah, it was, it was great. Great response. What was, was there any frustrating parts when you were putting it together that something happened to you? Putting, putting it in the editing or shoot, getting it Either, shot? Any part of, you know, pre, from pre-production to, to post. Yeah, pre-production was like this. It was quick. It was like cameras, lights, action, mm -hmm. <laughs> literally. <laughs> and we just went from people to people's houses. Like I said, I started with Mike. Just started going to people's houses and, and or in the park or wherever it was. And then some shot in the studio. And it was quick. It was quick. Uh, there was one, the stuff we shot in the studio uh, at Matt Brother, Matt Media, we shot 23 people wow. in about six hours. We just oh. did like 30 minute segments and did them one after the other. And it was like, I guess I, I guess it was grueling, but I was loving every second of it because I knew these people and yeah. they were telling me these things I didn't know and they were revealing to me and having a great time. And nobody, nobody like got mad at my questions. Cause I wasn't out to get, I, I didn't want to do any gotchas. I, you know, oh, yeah, that's yeah, not what this course. is about. Yeah. And it's not going to be like also like old Nandy Pamby, you know, sweet pie, everything. You know, like I said, some revelations come yeah, out. Yeah. Uh, Lynn Shay says, you know, in, in the segment, the dark side, <laughs> she says, I can be a not very nice person. <laughs> I love that. And she's such a sweetie, you know, I've known her for 10 years. And, you know, to, for her to say that, you know, I could get a little jealous sometimes, you know, <laughs> But she said it. Yeah. I didn't drag it out of her. She she wanted to to, to say these things. So yes, uh, as far as grueling, oh, tough. No, the editing to me was, was just a delight. Even like I said, it was very. Oh my god, here here, pull from there, pull from there. I enjoyed it. So it's like sculpting to me, Dave. Mm -hmm. Editing is like sculpting. Get the clay, put a little yeah. clay here, a little clay here, and that's how I look at it. So I was enjoying getting my hands dirty with that clay, that yeah, film yeah. clay. I think yeah. another another good thing that viewers are really going to love about it as well, because you've said Lynn Shea, there's Russell Mulcahy in it as well. There's lots of instantly. Russell Mulcahy. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's, 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 I interviewed him about, I think, six years or so ago, and he was really, it's a really nice guy. Is he, like, literally an incredible person? Yeah. Besides his abilities, his background, you know, Highlander, you know, Razorback, oh, Resident yeah. Evil Extinction, all which we touch upon, and I dedicate a good chunk of time to. He's as a delight yeah. to talk to. He's funny. He's irreverent. He's got a razor sharp wit and remembers every little detail. When I was 10 years old, I got this camera and a thing and I'm scratching the little film <laughs> yeah. to make the vampire be electric. I'm like, 
oh my God, that he's funny. Just, yes, it's Russell good. is fantastic. Yeah. Did you find out when you were interviewed Oh, yeah, he was great. He was, he was yeah. a gentleman. He really was so funny yeah. and delightful to talk to. He really was. But as well, like names True like gentleman. that, that in, instantly familiar to a lot of people. There's other names. And there were some names that I wasn't so familiar with. But then since watching this, sure. I've gone, I want to find out what they've done. So then, oh, wow, that's really interesting. So it, puts, it takes great. you off in all different directions. <laughs> that's great, Dave. Brea Grant, yeah, that's when we were name. shooting this, was more of an actress, had done one film. Now she's got another film at Fright Fest. Yeah. She's got a 12-hour shift, which is playing with us. Brilliant. And then there's also, uh, maybe you think of Chelsea Stardust with the long blonde hair. Yes. Yeah, she'd done a couple of shorts, and then she did a feature, and then she did her second feature, and uh, yeah, she's just... Short film, film festivals, the short... Yeah. section is it's always so enjoyable every year i love the yeah. short film section and that's i mean yeah. that's that's the breeding ground going forward isn't it like you said for like yeah. coming into features. did you say bleeding ground or, or ble bleeding oh ground? well <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can use that dave thank you i'll take that one <laughs> <laughs> the bleeding ground <laughs> so i guess ultimately yeah, I when, once the festival circuit's done um get get distribution for this is the what what's next for you as a director Oh, well, I've got literally 10 scripts oh, that I have already that I wrote that I've polished and they're ready. To go. I mean, I've been writing them over the years. Yeah. I, like, I wrote them yesterday or anything uh, that I'm ready to go. So if someone wants a horror, I got the horror. Someone wants a sci-fi, I got that. They want a fantasy, I got that. You got a comedy, you got an adventure. I got all those uh, lined up because I, I like horror, sci-fi, fantasy. Yeah, yeah. I like adventure, even like rom-coms. They're good. You know, I like any, To me, Dave, a great script is all that matters. Yeah. It could be horror. It could be fantasy, rom-com, adventure. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Sci-fi, exactly. it doesn't matter. You got a great script, I'm in. I'm in for the ride. You got me hooked. And that's what I try to do. So I'm ready to go. If uh, any company wants to produce a film, I'll direct it. I've got scripts ready. Well, that's, that's great. Well, I, I enjoyed this. I'm looking forward to everything else that you do, <laughs> either be it behind the camera or in front of it. It's I'm, uh, I'm looking forward. So I wish you every success with this. And I hope everything goes great on Saturday, which I'm sure it will. And once more and more people have seen it and word of mouth gets around, it's uh, it'll be great. Maybe maybe the horror crowd too as well. Get some more stories out there. You know Thank horror you so things, you know really horror films it. have to have a sequel, don't they? So uh, I've already been asked a couple of times, what's the next uh, horror thing? I said, oh, it'll be the sci-fi crowd now. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I just, or maybe I'll focus on one person and, you know, and, and, and see what happened, follow them around yeah. on set. I, I don't know. It, it, that's if I do a documentary, but if I do a narrative, like I said, I got all these scripts, then it's a different thing. That'd be brilliant. Well, thank you for your time, Ruben. I don't want to take you over. I'm yeah. sure you're a really busy guy and you've got lots that's more okay. of these to do, but I really okay. appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, David. I love your background. Thank you. I'm looking at. <laughs> yeah, and, and your professional background too Dave get you thought I meant that <laughs> <laughs> like that too <laughs> pleasure talking to you man. and you too Ruben thank you so much take care alright bye bye now bye and the alarm bell as always brings to an end another interview show as I said at the beginning if you're listening to this in time please buy your passes be that day pass or a full pass for Fright Fest Remember that there's Grimfest in October as well. Both of those are showing the horror crowd. Hopefully you've got a little taste of it from my chat with Ruben. Uh, a few changes have been happening here. As you may have noticed at the beginning of this, I introduced it as 60MW. We have just completed a soft reboot. We're rebranding as 60MW rather than 60 Minutes with... Uh, it saves confusion with the worldwide show, 60 Minutes. 
And also, regular listeners, you know, not many of our shows are 60 minutes long. This one is quite a bit shorter. Others are quite a bit longer. So if you're looking for us anywhere, it's now 60MW. That includes the website, 60MW.co.uk. The contact us form is still on there. In fact, everything is still on there. News, reviews, podcasts, the whole works. Nothing's changed, just the name of it. You can also email us direct, contact at 60mw.co.uk. Two other things that have changed is our Twitter and Instagram. They are now both at 60mwpodcast. If you subscribe to either of those, first of all, thank you very much. Uh, you don't need to do anything at all. It just carries on as normal. But if you're out there and you don't follow us yet, on either Twitter or Instagram, search for at 60MW podcast. And that's it for this show. A shorter one. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And we'll be back again very, very soon. I'm getting quite a few shows out in August before we move to a new trial time during September for releasing shows. Yes, we're actually going to trial a proper release schedule. We're going to go for a Monday and a Thursday. So if you subscribe to us again, thank you. Uh, watch out for shows on a Monday and a Thursday. And should we get ever into the position where we've got quite a bit to release, which has happened recently, we're saving what we're calling a surprise Saturday slot. So yeah, keep those subscriptions active. I haven't said that for a while. Uh, and watch out for shows on a Monday and a Thursday from September. As always, thank you for listening, and we will be back again very soon.